At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Hour two of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Scott Seidenberg, the normal host of The Look Ahead. But we had yes. to make a call to the bullpen here tonight with uh, Sean King making a little uh, little vacation the next week or so. So Scott hanging out with us uh, tonight and tomorrow uh, here on the nightcap. And uh, we're keeping an eye on a couple baseball games still going on. We got Mariners and A's uh, bottom of the third. Mariners up two to one and a one one game and a. Really, uh, anytime the Padres and Dodgers, you know, last year felt like that, those series, especially what was it, early April, when mm-hmm. it was just a phenomenal series. I know Derek loved it because Mookie Betts had that walk-off uh, game-winning catch uh, in extra innings. But, um, you know, when you look at this, and we're going to get into the Giants here in just a second, but real quickly, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the NL West right now because this, I think, in most people's eyes, has been much more... Uh, competitive mm-hmm. uh, than 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 anticipated heading into this season. You know, last year was everybody was all in on the Padres, and then they ultimately you know don't get it done. As of today, Padres equal in the win column, game and a half back uh, in uh, in the standings with three extra losses. Do you give the Padres a realistic shot, Scott, to to emerge in the NL West? Uh, I say. Maybe because once Tatis comes back uh, or makes his you know season debut, debut. once Tatis comes in, uh, it does improve them 
obviously, from where they are now. It improves them drastically. And I still think that they're going to be a team that's going to be aggressive at the trade deadline. They, they've been, for the past uh, couple of seasons, aggressive at the deadline. So I say maybe, but the, the, the reason for hesitation is because the Dodgers are just so good and they're still not at full strength. Like, the Dodgers will get healthier, and we know that they'll be aggressive at the deadline as well. So um, they will get their pitchers back. Walker Bueller will be back. You know, that they're going to get healthier, and a fully healthy Dodgers team is very scary. I, yeah, totally agree uh, with that. Right now, we just showed you the odds if you're I mean, watching like, with like, us. Like, like the, did anybody think that the two best pitchers on the Dodgers this year were going to be Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin? No. Exactly. So no. when the Dodgers get healthy and their rotation comes around, this is a very dangerous team. Yeah, Padres, as uh, as you're, we're showing, plus 285 at DraftKings to come back and, and win this division, uh, which is certainly seems doable, but I, I tend to agree with you. Minus 310 right now for the NL West for the Dodgers. 1-1, bottom of the third. All right. Well, oh, I thought I was like Trey Turner. Don't do me like that. My it's former, your boy. My former national it's brother. It's your boy. Um, all right. It is time for some summer conditioning. I was on the treadmill. Got a little, yeah, two hours into, or two, not two hours, two miles well, good in today. For you, two hours. Nice. <laughs> two hours. Uh, I only did 15 minutes, but it was, I, it was before my workout. So. <laughs> it's my warm up. I would not be here uh, if I ran for two hours. <laughs> hey, Greg Peterson does like, you know, two hours easy. I I'm mean, not, he's, he's a half marathon a day. I'm no hoops. I'm no hoops. <laughs> I, was, I was proud of my two miles on the treadmill today before, uh, before the workout. Uh, so we are, I'm conditioning with summer conditioning. And uh, we've been looking at the NFC East, and we've broken it down in order of the odds. So the favorite Cowboys on Monday, uh, second favorite was the Eagles on Tuesday. Yesterday, the Commanders, and now the New York Football Giants. Win total at DraftKings sitting at seven. A uh, 9-1 to opportunity to make the playoffs. You can look at some alt-win totals there. Uh, if you do like them to go over that win total, you can get plus 105 at DraftKings. Uh, it's been, you know, a uh, a big offseason with a new head coach and Brian Dable coming in uh, from the Buffalo Bills. They were had, you know, two top seven picks uh, that they were able to uh, to put into this onto this roster in Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau. So when you look at the New York Giants, a feels like a make or break type of year for Daniel Jones. Uh, open up the season on the road at the Titans, where there will be mm-hmm. a dog. How do you look at this Giants team this season? And do you give them an opportunity to go ahead of that uh, that win total? Not only do I give them an opportunity, I think they will hit it. I think this is an eight-win football team at worst. Uh, the Giants are going to be better than they were last year. Uh, the head coach I'm absolutely in love with and will get the most out of Daniel Jones that we've seen in his career. I love Daniel Jones, 9-1, to one, comeback player of the year this year because of that. Uh, because I think he has a skill set. He's not Josh Allen, but he does similar things that Brian Dable could work with. Remember, there was a time where, for a lot of the time, Daniel Jones was the leading rusher Mm -hmm. on the New York Giants because of injuries to Saquon Barkley and just inefficiencies from Saquon Barkley. I think you will get the best out of Saquon this year, who is playing for his future 
as is Daniel Jones, who did not get his option picked up. He is playing for his future. They have talented pieces on both sides of the football. I do think Kayvon Thibodeau is, is a big boost to this defense. It gives them the edge rusher that really you know, separates the, the, the winning teams from the losing teams. And I like this Giants team a lot in a division that is going to eat each other up. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I don't think I'd place the, what it was, 10 to 1, 12 to 1 on them to win the division. But I like them to win eight, maybe, you know, eight games and contend. And uh, I I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, Daniel Jones, 9 to 1, comeback player of the year would be a play for me. Yeah, I think this team is going to be better. Uh, and, 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 and it's interesting, you know, you look at Philadelphia, uh, I like many are high. On I the think Eagles. they're, I think they're at least a 10 win team. Uh, the Eagles at least. Yeah. A 10 win team. We, we talked about it. I, you know, I said earlier this week and we had talked about it and then that's the thing we, we give out plays and odd shifts. So you mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta adapt. You know, I, I have a ticket at plus two seventy five. I wouldn't necessarily play them to win the division at plus one sixty, which yeah. is what DraftKings has now. But I think if you look at alt win totals for Philadelphia, that is, I do think you could get there to, mm-hmm. you know, 10 wins and, and and whatever it may be. But for Philadelphia, it all comes down to Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. you got all these weapons around him. What is Jalen Hurts going to do for you? I do think you're going to see an improvement uh, from Daniel Jones. I, I think you have to. And I think, like you said, with Brian Dable coming in, I think there's similarities, certainly, uh, to Josh Allen and Daniel Jones. Now, don't twist our words. We're not saying that they're mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, one and the same, but I think there's similarities. He has the capabilities of running. He's a bigger body guy, uh, and I think you're you're kind of molding a, a bit of a ball of clay there. I know he's been around for four years, but that all being said, uh, the schedule is certainly manageable. Um, you know, you get the AFC South uh, as the NFC East crossover mm-hmm. in the AFC, which is uh, certainly beneficial. I don't love that they're crossover with the AFC North. They get the Baltimore Ravens. In my opinion, the Baltimore Ravens are going to win that division. Um, So I think that's a tricky one. They do get Baltimore at home. Um, You get Carolina and the the entire uh, NFC South. So that's – no, they just get Carolina. So that's that's helpful in that crossover. The Cowboys obviously have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they won the division last year. So some of those crossovers – uh, are beneficial uh, in some ways there. So and just look at this defensive front. You know, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau. You got Aziz Ojolari, who was incredible last year at the linebacker position. Blake Martinez will be back healthy. You know, Dory Jackson, Xavier McKinney, very talented cornerbacks. The, the defense was the strength of the Giants, and they improved. So, you know, you look at a defense that was already good that is improved this year. And Daniel Jones has pieces around him that he has all the tools he needs to be successful. There's no excuse anymore. Well, and the funny thing was, right at right around the draft, there was rumors that Kenny uh, Kadarius Tony could be mm-hmm. on the move. I mean, that's not the case. He's still there. So you have a first-round pick in Kadarius Tony. Whatever you thought of him, he was a first-round pick by yep. this organization. Sterling Shepard still there. Uh, Kenny Galladay, who they went out in free agency a couple years ago, mm-hmm. they went and got Wendell Robinson in the second round. Thought that was a bit of a reach, but still, I mean, wasn't that crazy sure. of a reach? You know, third, second round, whatever. You know, he was in that in that ballpark. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. I think Evan Neal, um, you know, plug and play starter on the offensive line, which Andrew helps Thomas. You know, Andrew Thomas. They'll probably shift those two guys in the line uh, on the line. You know, Thomas will be left tackle and. Uh, Evan Neal, right tackle, maybe. So what I'll say about this is, it, you know, I, I believe the the Commanders are are an improved team. Uh, I think the Eagles are are very much improved. 
I think the Cowboys might take a little bit of a step back. But oh yeah, I mean, here's the interesting thing, and, and maybe from the sound of your voice, it, it's the Cowboys falling significantly. But you know, I believe that the Eagles will go over their win total, um, especially at seven and a half. I believe the Commanders will will likely go over that win total. I the Cowboys a, under is my favorite under. I agree. And I think the alt-unders is something to look at, too. We talked about that on the show. Alt, you know, to nine here at Circa. I think it was like plus 195. Great. So, I think they just have – they the Cowboys have the talent, but they, they've they got a lot of question marks, you mm-hmm. know. Their offensive line is old. They lost two pieces at wide receiver uh, to free agency in Wilson and uh, Amari Cooper. Yep. Um you know, they've got injuries to to worry about. Zeke Elliott's coming off a, a horrendous season. Look, they do have Micah Parsons. They do have Trayvon Diggs. But, you know, where do the Giants ultimately land in this division? I, I don't think they're yeah, – like you said, we could have some – like, uh, I'll use an example. Baltimore mm-hmm. was last place in the AFC North last year. They went 8-9. and nine. Yes. So you got to remember there's going to be tiebreakers. Uh-huh. Like you said, they're going to, you know, teams are going to eat a each other A different team up. has won this division every year going back to 2004. Yep. Philadelphia Eagles won four straight in a row, and then it's been, been a different alternating team every, every other year. So where do you think, before we get to Dan Duggan, uh, who will give us his insight uh, as he covers the team there for the Athletic, coming up at the bottom uh, in, fifth, in five minutes, if you had to place a bet mm-hmm. on where the Giants finish yep. in this division, where would you say? Second. Second. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what's Eagles, your Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Commanders. Wow. So you're not as high on the Commanders as Mr. King. No. Right. Clip that off. Send it to Sean. Sean's Sean's trying to become uh, the new mayor of uh, maybe the new owner because I think Washington fans would just take anybody. So if it could be Sean King, I'm sure they'd be very happy about that. A more inside look on the Giants. We'll do that next right here on the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry. Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com Heineken. Now to start your run at victory, Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly alongside... Scott Seidenberg, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap, and right now we continue to discuss some happenings in New York, and no, we're not talking about the Knicks, and we're not talking about the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) We're continuing our summer conditioning here with the NFC East and the New York Giants. We bring in Dan Duggan, who covers the Giants for the Athletic, at D-Duggan, D-U-G-G-A-N, 21 on Twitter. Dan, uh, let's start with this. Right now, the win total in Vegas is seven for the Giants. They are they have the longest odds to win the NFC East. Is that fair? Do you think coming off this four and thirteen season that this team, looking around the landscape of the NFC East, should be the longest to win this division, or do you see some maybe value in uh, in in this Giants team? Yeah, I mean honestly, I think the seven number surprised me. That feels a little high. I mean, the last time this team won seven games was uh, 2016. So it's been a while. Uh, that seems ambitious. Um, as far as the division, I mean, I think the Cowboys and Eagles are, are ahead of them. Um, you know, I, I think Washington might be ahead of them, but I don't think that's, um, you know, a, a huge gap. So maybe they could sneak past them and at least get up to third place. Um, but yeah, the, the win total there, it would seem a little rich to me just based on, um, you know, their recent track record, I know they have a new regime, but, you know, not all, not all the time hit the ground running with the new regime. And um, so I think I would take the under on that. Uh, what type of improvement are, you, are people expected to see from Daniel Jones now that Brian Dable is the head coach? Well, I mean, I think most fans are realistic and they understand it's not going to be, you know, he's going to turn into Josh Allen overnight. I think the kind of cause for optimism is, the surroundings he's going to be in should be better, though. I mean, I think the offense he was in the last two years with Jason Garrett was, was sort of archaic, didn't really uh, put him in position to make big plays. Because the one thing his rookie year was, yes, he had a ton of turnovers. He also had some games of four and five touchdown passes. I mean, he was making plays, and I think they focused so much on protecting the ball that they stripped some of that playmaking ability. So I think you'll see more of that, like more of an open offense. The offensive line, certainly on paper, at least looks a lot better. Um, the skill players is really just what helped. I mean, they haven't really made any major upgrades there, but they had so many guys in and out of the lineup last year. You never really got to see Jones play with Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, Saquon Barkley at full strength for, you know, a stretch of games. So 
Uh, I think you kind of add all those things together, you should see strides. Again, I don't think you're going to see this you know, monumental leap, but I think getting closer, at least to what he was as a rookie, where you saw some promise, whereas the last two years, he's just kind of been spinning his wheels and um, it's set up this kind of make or break year. Basically, they didn't pick up the fifth year option. He has to prove it this year, or they're certainly going to go in another direction. Chat once again with Dan Duggan, who covers the Giants for the Athletic. Uh, two picks in the top seven this year for the Giants in the NFL draft. We'll start with the fifth overall selection, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, certainly, I got to imagine there in New York, a lot of excitement. He's a big personality, and man, he could play pretty big too. A lot of people thought he would eventually be a number one overall pick, ultimately goes number five. What are the early returns of Kayvon Thibodeau? What have the coaches been saying? And, you know, edge rushers more often than not have a pretty good chance Dan, to uh, to bring home some hardware in their rookie season. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of excitement. I mean, certainly the personality lives up to the billing. I mean, he is a, a big personality. He's a guy who kind of feels like he's built for this New York spotlight, whereas I think some guys come in here and it overwhelms them. He's totally embraced it. I think you're going to see him on a lot of commercials and his social media is always promoting something already. So um, if the play matches the personality, you're going to have a superstar like they probably have been at here since Odell. Um, so that's how it, it feels like it could go that way. As far as what we've seen on the field, I mean, obviously, you know, the spring is sort of what it is anyways, and not in full pads, but uh, he tweaked his hip early in OTA, like shortly after the draft, and they just shut him down. That was sort of their MO with any guy dealing with any sort of injury. Uh, they weren't going to push him through it in May and June because obviously the, the goal is to have him ready for September. So uh, we didn't see a ton of him on the field. I mean, you heard good things from the coaches about how he's, you know, working behind the scenes, but they always say that. So I don't put a ton of stock into that. Uh, we'll see when he gets on the field, um, you know, this summer, but edge rusher was a position that certainly needed to be upgraded. Um, you know, I think you can make a case that he was the best edge rusher in this class. Obviously he was the third one pick, um, but there's definitely high expectations, especially, you know, he's going to have a big role as a rookie. He's got a chance to uh, go out and make plays in, in this defense. And uh, like you said, you know, hardware, that type of thing. I mean, if, if he lives up to his potential, you can certainly see something like that happen. Is this a make-or-break season for Saquon Barkley? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I say, you know, for Daniel Jones, it's make-or-break. For Saquon Barkley, it's make-or-break. <laughs> anytime you go into your, your – yeah, that's how it's set up. I mean, anytime you're going into your contract here, obviously it is. But um, it's when it's a new regime, I think it even heightens the, the stakes a little bit because these guys didn't draft Saquon Barkley second overall. You know, like Dave Gettleman was always going to give uh, Saquon Barkley as much rope as possible because he really staked his reputation on him. Joe Shane's coming from Buffalo where they didn't pay running back. They drafted him in the third round and, and we're happy to, to do that. So for Saquon Barkley to, you know, get a big second contract from the Giants, that really seems unlikely kind of regardless of how he performs this year. But if you want to get a big second contract from anybody, he needs to get back and perform. You can't keep living off of what you did, you know, three, four years ago as a rookie. You know, he's been injured. He was very ineffective last year, you know, coming back from the ACL, a head and ankle injury. But bottom line, the production just wasn't there. It's the same thing with Jones. You can point to all the other factors, but at the end of the day, if you're going to try and say, hey, I want to get paid Christian McCaffrey money, you got to start putting up Christian McCaffrey stats, and he hasn't done that in a few years. And then, Dan, just circling back, you know, with, with Daniel Jones, with, uh, with Saquon Barkley, uh, it helps have a, a quality line in front of you. We've seen Andrew Thomas take some steps in the right direction uh, at left tackle. Seventh overall pick is Evan Neal. You know, some people believe guard, uh, you know, likely going to be right tackle here. So, you know, when you look at that offensive line as, a, as an intact group, uh, you know, are you buying in on this offensive line for the Giants here in 2022? 
I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think that, you know, they were one of the worst in the league the last handful of years. So, I mean, the bar has been set particularly high. I think you have to have reasonable expectations that, um, you know, Andrew Thomas has definitely shown signs, but he does postseason ankle surgery each of the last few years. That's not a great way to start your career. And you, you hope he kind of can put that behind him, but he was a little bit limited this spring. But, if, you know, if he's healthy, you feel pretty good about him at left tackle. I mean, Neil has a chance, you know, to become an all-pro type player. He has all the tools. Uh, it seems like it's the right mental makeup, but he is a rookie and there's going to be humbling moments for sure. I mean, every, every rookie goes through that just about, so I would expect that to be the case. And, and the interior guys, I mean, I think they've upgraded those positions. Like a guy like Mark Lewinsky isn't someone who uh, is going to draw big headlines, but he's just a good solid NFL guard. So you put him in there, put him next to Neil, that right side of the old line should be upgraded significantly. Uh, center, they've gone Feliciano who, you know, an average player, but he comes from Buffalo, so he's going to know Brian Dable's system. I think he's really going to be helpful in that regard. And then left guard, as of right now, looks like it's probably Shane Lemieux, who's a guy who, um, you know, was a fifth-round pick a couple of years ago. Hasn't really shown much yet. So that could certainly be a weak spot. But they've, they've, they've you know, got some backup there, whether it's veterans who have been around or they took Josh Zudu from North Carolina in the third round. Um, so, I mean, they have some pieces. Like, I, I don't think this is going to morph into a dominant, you know, Cowboys from a few years ago, just like absolutely lights out off at the line. But I think it's going to be better, which, you know, again, not a very high bar to clear. And then I think you would hope as time goes on that Neil and Thomas, you have like these two great book on book and tackles for the next decade. That's, that's obviously the best case scenario. You know, looking at the schedule after they get through uh, the first game of the season, they don't, the Giants don't play a true road game until going down to Jacksonville on October 23rd. And if you just want to brush the Jaguars aside, then you go to Seattle, which yes, is a difficult place to play, but the Seahawks are expected to be one of the bottom teams this year. And really their biggest road test, you could argue, is not until November 24th in Dallas, a place where they've played well. How does this schedule benefit the Giants? Yeah, no, I mean, the schedule, um, not even just the, the fact that, like you said, they don't travel that much. I mean, just the way they, you know, you finish last place, you're going to play the other last place teams in those NFC divisions. Um, you know, driving the AFC South, you have some pretty winnable games there. You talk about the Jaguars and the, and the Texans, of course. So, um, and in the NFC North as well, I mean, there's some teams there that you would think that uh, they should be able to compete with the Bears, the Lions. Um, so, no, I mean, it sets up, like, to have a chance to put together a little bit of a surprise season. Maybe that's where that seven-win total comes from. Um, but if you're looking at this schedule from the other end, like the Lions are looking at the Giants, like, oh, that's a game we can win. The Jaguars are looking at the Giants, like, that's a game we can win. So, um, you know, they certainly haven't proven that they're a team that can just come out and check off wins, uh, you know, as sitting there talking was the last day in June. Um, there'll be some rough patches, I'm sure. There'll be some adversity. But the way the schedule lines up, it's definitely favorable. And, again, if there was a time for kind of test lightning in a bottle with a new head coach, the schedule lines up to give him a chance to do that. Hey, Dan, we got about 30 seconds. What is your prediction? I know subject to change, but right now on uh, the final uh, record for the Giants. Yes, I went with 5-12 and because, I mean, I, I've been on this beat since 2016, so I have not seen a lot of winning. That first year was, was the high-water mark, and so I'm kind of at the need-to-see-it-to-believe-it phase where I've been through this regime changes now. It's the fourth head coach I've covered in, in seven years, so uh, I, I like what I've seen so far from Brian Dable and Joe Shane, but uh, I'm not convinced that it's going to turn overnight, so I, I'm, I'm going to be a little, little low with the five-win total this year. Dan, great stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. More on the Giants on the other side. It's the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
We keep it rolling here on the nightcap alongside Scott Seidenberg. I am Tim Murray. I just went out, said hello to Derek Stevens. He goes, that's not Sean King. I was like, no, it is. <laughs> Sean is, uh, Sean's taking a little vacation here in the summer months as, uh, well, we've got to do, we got to find, we got, got to find time. So, uh, Sean will be back at some point next week. Enjoy a long weekend over 4th of July. So Scott's hanging out with us. Uh, we're continu- continuing to talk some Giants here uh, in our summer conditioning. By the way, Padres and Dodgers tied at one in the top of the fifth. So uh, find uh, some grass. One uh, out and runner on third. Just get into the outfield, right? And you got the right guy to do it in Manny Machado. Make it happen. All right, let's, uh, let's go back to the Giants. Uh, you are certainly higher on the Giants I am. than Dan Duggan, uh, who just joined us. We appreciate him from the Athletic. He felt like a 5-12 and 12 season was coming uh, for the G-Men. So a one-win improvement. Uh, but, you know, if you, it was interesting to, to kind of, if you dissected his words a little bit, he said, I, I like what I've seen, but I've been on the beat for a while. And, you know, it almost felt like I need, for him, and I don't mean to be putting words in his mouth, but, it felt like it was almost a, you need to show me first yeah. before I can ultimately believe mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. And I think that's that's fair. Sure. Uh, but, you know, you, you've got a lot of show me years this year. And at the quarterback position and the running back position, those mm-hmm. are some big, big spots there. Yes. I think you're going to get, obviously, the best that you can get out of Daniel Jones, who is playing for his livelihood, because he's got a coach now and a system that benefits him, that can play to his strengths. There was a lot of terrible play calling last season. Yep. Plus, this is a guy who hasn't been healthy, which is why I say I like him for comeback player of the year, because he missed a bunch of games last year. Uh, I think that you get healthy Daniel Jones with healthy Saquon Barkley, with the weapons that they have on offense, in a system that Brian Dable can, can, can utilize all the strengths that Daniel Jones has, all signs point to an improvement from last season. And yes, I understand that people have not seen this team win in a while. I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl team. I don't even think they're going to win the division. They might not even go to the playoffs. But I think they'll be a team that hovers around 500. And in the NFL, as long as you are there, right, bounce of the football here or there is the difference between winning, uh, you know, nine games or winning eight games. You could be nine and eight. You could be eight and nine now with the extra game. I think that's where the Giants are going to be. And they're just a couple of bounces here or there from being above 500 as opposed to being below 500, which is why I like the over the win total. Because I look at their competition. I look at the benefit of their schedule, not really having those difficult road tests, right? And there are winnable games. I'm not going to go play the whole win-loss, win-loss, win-win-win game. But (laughs) I look at the schedule and the travel plays to their advantage. They don't have to go to Lambeau. That game's in London. They go to Jacksonville, which should be relatively easy to play. They go to Seattle, which, yes, is a difficult place to play, but against a subpar Seattle team. And the most difficult road test is going to be at the Cowboys, a place where they're comfortable playing and have played extremely well there. So then the next most difficult road test is not until December 24th going to Minnesota. By then, the Giants could already have five or six wins. Yeah, it, it's it's a, like you said, you look at the front half of that schedule and it, it looks manageable. Uh, Warren Sharp, when he put out his his rankings. Easiest schedule. In uh, in football, based off of the win totals in Vegas, yes, they have the easiest schedule 
uh, in in all of football. Uh, and I think last year, I, I believe they had the hardest schedule uh, in all of football. So uh, I want to go back to something you mentioned, um, you know, just to give it some context and some other odds here for comeback player of the year. So right now, Daniel Jones is the fifth favorite to win comeback player of the year. No now surprise. read off the names so I can discredit everybody above him. <laughs> uh, Derrick Henry. Three came back last year. Can't be comeback player of the year if he came back last year. Jameis Winston, plus 550. I could see that. But if you're looking for better odds, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones certainly has better odds. Yeah. Michael Thomas, 7-1. to Christian McCaffrey, plus 750. Again, came back. Mitchell Trubisky wasn't hurt. He just didn't play. Not so going to play enough this year. 10 to 1. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, 10 to 1. Cam Akers, came back, 12 to came 1. Came back last year. Uh, <laughs> Anybody that came back last year cannot be comeback player of the year. And that's why Derrick Henry was on that list for a while. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, Derrick Henry's on. He's going to be in contention for offensive player of the year. He's not going to win comeback player of the year. I think Jameis Winston, I think rightfully so, at plus 550, is the second favorite. And I think he probably should be the favorite. Yes, he um, should be the favorite. Derrick Henry should not be on that list. But Jameis Winston should be the favorite on that list. Yeah. I, I, I think if you made me bet, I would probably put a little on Jameis. But I, I understand what you're saying with Daniel Jones. I, I don't disagree with it. I think, you know, maybe it, it, we've seen so many times players in a contract year play uh you know above their mm-hmm. above their skis so to speak and, and, and Jones played what 11 games last year right he didn't play after um in, in after November sounds right right so he played 11 games last year I mean that's that's comeback player of the year territory right didn't come back missed the rest of the season and the team went down the drain after he you know well they, they were already in the drain but uh in the games last year after Daniel Jones got hurt all right. They lost every single one of them. Okay. Every single one of them. Daniel Jones last played in a win against Philadelphia. At that point, the Giants are a four and seven football team. They finished four and 13. Mike Glennon, the quarterback for all of those games, except for the very last game, which Jake Fromm was the quarterback. This team, like I said, with Daniel Jones. And Jones missed a game earlier in the year where Glennon had to come in, where they lost 44-20 to Dallas. So, really, what were they, f- uh, four and six with him at quarterback? I don't hate it. Yeah. I, I if You make a, a strong argument. I would bet Jameis uh, at plus 550, but you're getting a little bit more there, uh, certainly with, uh, with Daniel Jones. Uh, let's get the rookie of the year for Kayvon Thibodeau. So, Kayvon Thibodeau, he is the second favorite behind Aiden Hutchinson mm, to win makes sense. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, he is at plus 550 right now uh, at DraftKings to win this. Your other uh, odds are Trayvon Walker, number one overall pick in Jacksonville at plus 750. Quay Walker, uh, I feel like he's been a, a quiet mover, uh, going to be a plug-and-play starter. Could be a situation of volume tackles for Quay Walker that could get him the award, like Darius mm-hmm. Leonard a couple years ago, 8-1. to one. Kyle Hamilton, 8-1 to one in Baltimore. Jermaine Johnson, uh, who dropped in the draft, but is sitting there at 9-1. to one. Devin Lloyd, he'll be in Jacksonville. And then Derek Stingley Jr., uh, he is in uh, in Houston. Uh, just, you know, just for put this out there, last year was Micah Parsons, Chase Young prior to that, Nick Bosa, Darius Leonard, Marshawn Lattimore, Joey Bosa, Marcus Peters, 
Aaron Donald. So it's more defensive ends than not. Um, and certainly Chase Young would, you know, fit that bill. Nick Bosa fit that bill as well. At plus 550, I don't really love the value, but I, I it makes sense to me. You know, he's going to be a specialist. We, he's got the capabilities of, you know, getting off the edge and, and, and wreaking some havoc. So those are the types of guys that we've seen in recent years. I know last year was Micah Parsons, but mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of rookies win this award coming off the edge. So uh, Kayvon Thibodeau at plus 550, I get why that would probably be an intriguing play. My guess would be, Scott, probably will be one of the more bet guys to win this award because they know who he is. Yes. And he goes and get gets the quarterback. Yes. And uh, that would be my selection. And I, it's the, the two edge rushers, him and Aiden Hutchinson, rightfully so as the favorites because the sacks are the attractive stat, right? You rack up the sacks, you're going to get the votes, you're going to win this award. Just looking at the quarterbacks that they play, though, you know, the Giants, they have the East, right? But then the Giants will also get to play against Justin Fields, the Bears. They'll get, you know, Trevor Lawrence. They'll get what Drew Locke in Seattle, Davis Mills with the Texans, Jared Goff with the Lions. Um, those are sackable quarterbacks. You know, we can, you can, and the Lions, they do have to face Rodgers twice. They'll face Mac Jones with the Patriots. They'll get Tua with the Dolphins, um, Josh Allen with the Bills. Um, a little more difficult schedule for the Lions if you just look at the quarterbacks that they face. Now, you, once again, are, I would say, bullish. If you believe, you know, the win total seven, they're going to get to nine wins, be above 500. Would you be willing to put in, in what is the, always the most fascinating market, in my opinion, in the betting uh world because it just fluctuates so often mm-hmm. a 20 to one ticket on Brian Dable to win coach of the year. Absolutely. I think if they go, absolutely, if this team goes from four and 13 to nine and eight, you'd be silly. If you believe it's a nine win mm-hmm. football team, you'd be silly not to put in a 20 to one ticket. on Absolutely. Brian Dable. My favorite coach of the year bet. All right. There you go. Scott Seinberg is all in on the New York giants. Well, I need no more runs uh, to get a push. Scott Seidenberg needs no more runs to get a win. So let's go, Joe Musgrove. Close the door here. One-to-one, bottom five. Come on back here. It's the nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, Every rookie debut, every game revealed. 
the 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May live on NFL Network ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more what's up I'm John Wall and I'm CJ Toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game we're now joined by three-time NBA six man of the year elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, which includes. Adam Burke's breakdowns of Major League Baseball and his best bets. NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL. Got a championship this weekend. If you want that full VEASAN experience, which features the daily best bets, email every edition of Point Spread Weekly. Use of our betting tools in a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, VEASAN.com slash summer alongside scott seidenberg i am tim murray he is the normal host of the look ahead but yes. i'm a little move up here mm-hmm. and uh to uh to hang out with who's filling in hoops tonight hoops yeah peterson hoops peterson filling in all right uh so we just did a breakdown of of the uh new york giants scott is a believer in the giants a believer in brian dable for coach of the year yes sir i like that bet if i had to make one bet uh, I think twenty to one's an interesting one to look at. Let's load up on it. Um, and uh, yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive rookie of the year, I think is uh, certainly a, an interesting look as well, just because of his capability to get to the quarterback. Big market, big name, and uh, he's got he's got an opportunity to uh, to do so. So uh, there you go. We will uh, we will take a break on summer conditioning for tomorrow and uh, revisit it uh, early next week. I think Tuesday we will start the NFC North, uh, and I believe we're going to start with – who are we going to start with? The, the Lions maybe? I don't know. We're going to do the NFC North, I believe, to start uh, start next week. By the way, uh, we're keeping our eye on this uh, Giant or this uh, Padres-Dodgers game. One-to-one in the bottom of the fifth. They are challenging. The Dodgers are challenging uh, whether or not uh, Chris Taylor was hit on the hand or if it was a foul ball mm-hmm. on a Joe Musgrove 0-1 pitch. To me, the the reaction of Chris Taylor was that it was a foul ball. Yeah. Because, like, if you get hit in the hand, 
You're you react shaking. like Bryce Harper got hit in the hand. Oh, you know, <laughs> I mean, that was – and they did confirm via replay that it was a foul ball, so it's still an 0-2 count. Um, yeah, like you're reacting. Unless you're Derek Jeter. Remember when he sold it, that he got hit in the hand and yeah. it really hit the bat and he sold it? Like, look, Taylor didn't even – oh, he dropped the bat. He kind of – he tried to sell it no, a little bit. No, I think he dropped the bat in frustration <laughs> that it hit the bat and not his hand. Like, he was saying, oh, my God, I checked my swing, and that should have been a ball, but now it's a strike. So instead of being a one-and-two count, it's 0-and-two. So this game started just after the start of our show, uh, Scott being the big baseball guy that he is. Sean's a big baseball better as well. Uh, but with it being a such a big game, we're like, all right, let's, let's take a look at this game. Uh, and well, I already you, gave this out to VEASAN subscribers about seven hours ago. All right. Well, there so. you go. Well, you gave it out to the nightcap <laughs> listeners as well if they wanted a late night sweat here. Uh, and you gave out uh, Padres first five plus a half run. Mm-hmm. So get out of this inning and you're in good spot. Uh, Two outs. Come on. One more, I, one more strike. I got greedy. I didn't listen to Scott. You know, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to lay less juice. I'm just going to take them to be up. They were up one nothing. Had the bases loaded in the second. Uh, not going to get there for me. Now I just need to get out of the inning, which they do. Winner for Scott, push for me. That's the way. You got to use your listening ears. That's what I always tell my son. Got to use those listening ears. We'll update the record now overall in the year. That is win number 177. And if you are going on the one-unit scale, 13.72. Nice. Winner there. Uh, Padres and Dodgers tied at one after five. A push for your boy. A win for Mr. Seidenberg. A push is better than a loss. That is true. I didn't lose my money, but if I had listened to you, I would have won some money. So yes. All those people who listen to Scott, well done. I didn't. Congrats. I didn't fully do it. I just, I, I agreed with him, but I said, ah, I'm going to lay less juice. Well, didn't work out. All right. Uh, we're going to talk more baseball coming up top of the hour. Cody Decker going to join the show. I, I do want to revisit the biggest news of the day, uh, which certainly is the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving situation. There are other signings. We'll get to those uh, a little bit later on as well, but. Where Kevin Durant ultimately lands. So four years left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just start here. Are we certain that the Brooklyn Nets ultimately ship Kevin Durant out of town? No. And we've seen this before, right? We've seen stories come up like this only to have a player come stay stay with that team and then come out in the news and say, I this wasn't true. This was all rumors. Like I I didn't request a trade. This is this is false. I never said any of this. I love this team. I want to be here. I want I love what we're building. And uh together we're going to strive to win a championship. Can't you see that press conference happening this weekend? I can't because the reports You are... think it's over. You think this relationship is well, done. I I I believe that there's a possibility that he stays. Just like Kyrie was getting traded. Albeit unlikely. I think Kyrie is definitely gone. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think that ship has sailed. But um, the reason I don't think there's a, a situation where Kevin Durant comes out and says, that's not true, is that he reportedly went directly to the owner and said, I want to mm. you know, be traded. He could say, thank you, Kevin. Uh, I appreciate your insight. You're under contract, and I will not trade you. But for the for this organization, right, which last year, even though they made the playoffs, it was a just disaster of a season with mm-hmm. the James Harden situation, with the Kyrie vaccine situation, everything that unfolded. It was, a, it was a nightmare. 
And then Kyrie was, well, maybe he'll opt out and he'll go sign the six and a half, you know, mid-level with the the Lakers. And then he opts in and tweets out whatever he tweeted out about, you know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, if you're the Brooklyn Nets right now, you're going to get a, a big, big haul. Do you just hit that reset button? You yes. have Ben Simmons. I, I think that's what... It's probably the right move because, look, we know Kevin Durant is a guy that if he's not happy, he's going to let it be known, and it's just not going to work out all that well. So that is, I think it is over. Well, if you think about it, the Nets could have been the Boston Celtics, right? Mm-hmm. Because all the assets that they traded for Garnett and for Paul Pierce you know, turned into – Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and and this incarnation of the Sixers, excuse me, of the the Celtics that we've seen and that we just saw go to the NBA Finals, right? They mortgaged the entire future to 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 bring a big three to Brooklyn. It did not work out, right? They went under new ownership. The Prokhorov era was done, and even you know bringing in Durant and Kyrie, you know, saying no thanks to Madison Square Garden. We're going to do it across town at the Barclays Center and sacrificing a really good team to bring in James Harden. If they don't make that trade, think about this Nets team. KD, Kyrie, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Joe Harris. That's a good team. But no. Had to go get James Harden. All right, so you sacrifice things to get James Harden. Now the Harden thing doesn't work out. So you trade for a player that doesn't even play for you, and that's a missing piece of a team that goes to the playoffs and was good enough to win but was missing a key piece. And now going moving forward, the best thing that the Nets can do is to reset this organization and try and build from the bottom up acquire first-round picks, acquire just commodities that you can turn into players, dump your your money, get the cap space, and really build the franchise the right way because ever since they went to Brooklyn, the need to steal the city from New York has completely set this franchise back years upon years upon years. People forget the Brooklyn Nets went to two straight NBA Finals, okay? Okay. That's how good this organization was. They go to -to back-to-back NBA Finals, losing to the Lakers, losing to the Spurs. That was the Jason Kidd era. But once they made the switch to move to Brooklyn, like I said, the need to compete with the Knicks just overrode any basketball sense, and the basketball people were pushed out, and it just became a just really poorly run organization. You mentioned the Celtics. The Celtics... They've gone down this road. They traded for Kyrie, failed miserably. Mm-hmm. They acquired Gordon Hayward, didn't work out 10 seconds in it. Yep. Broke his leg. Boston Celtics were up two games to one in the NBA Finals. The Brooklyn Nets would take Jalen Brown. If, sure. If this is not happening, if you're the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. do you trade Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, and picks no. to get Kevin Durant? No. I agree. I don't think they do. But I think that is the package that the Nets are hoping for. A guy like Jalen Brown, a guy who has risen to the occasion. I think that is one of the few spots that would actually say no to Kevin Durant. 
It's the nightcap. We'll talk some Major League Baseball with our good friend Cody Decker coming up at top of the hour. Stick around right here on VEASAN. If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our VEASAN sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year-round to help improve your year-round to help improve your year-round to help improve your year-round to help. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.